Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. One more time into the breach. Yes, Jim Gerhardt along with Bob Williams. I didn't realize this. I'd never heard of it. This is Giving Tuesday. Now, people who see this or hear it will be later, but we are doing this on Giving Tuesday. We've had Black Friday. We've had Small Business Saturday. We've had Cyber Monday. Now, it's Giving Tuesday, Jim. All meant to sell you something that you don't need in all probability. I'd like to do a little variation on that. Okay. I'd like to give, and it's more blessed to give than receive. I'd like to give something in recognition for our uh, political community, who, as we know, we have a uh, the, uh, much talk about increased taxes that are inevitable as part of Comrade Murphy's plan. Right. You have Democratic... Uh, uh, legislature, of course, mm-hmm. to go along with it. Now you have a Democratic House of Representatives coming in in Washington, and mm-hmm. people are talking about the taxes. So what the, uh, I'm sure the, the, the members of the liberal establishment now, the political establishment, have a gift for us, and that gift is yeah. the shaft. Bohica, Bohica, bend over, here it comes, Bohica, Bohica, again. Yeah, they're going to get us, they're going to get us. Always one of my favorites. (laughs) They're playing our song. (laughs) Yes, they are. And then before we get going, uh, with Thanksgiving just passed, we had a bunch of people come up from out of state. Oh, yes. And uh, the the one comment they made was, geez, these gas prices are high up here. And you, really? You never heard that before. No, it's it like, used to know, be, wow, they're low. I'm going right. to drive up here to get my gas. Right. They're like, wow, you're 20-something cents above what I'm paying down in Maryland or Delaware, or where, you know, where they're right. coming from, Pennsylvania. It's like, well, well yeah, that's what happens when and the you know gas why? tax goes you up. You know why? Very few voices raised against it. Mm. Back in 20 years ago or yeah. 10 years ago, there would have been an outcry. Look what they did in Paris over the whole thing right now, and the... Uh, the headline is Paris is burning. There are huge riots in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? And, and they're yeah. practically the Champs-Élysées, some of the main streets. They're legendary streets in Paris. They're, they're aflame, and people are you know, out on the streets going wild. Why? Because they had proposed raising the gas tax. They haven't even raised it yet. No. At least those people stand mm. up for what they feel. Yeah we, yeah, we just lay over and die. Well, you see that in this country with these minority groups of all kind, especially you get these little small splitter groups, that uh, ideological little enclaves there, and, and others, and they go, they run roughshod over yeah. people because nobody will push back. Because Governor Murphy's uh, coming at you. Well, it's like the colleges. No college has had the guts to tell the kids to sit down and shut up. Yeah. You're populated by kids who feel their recent pass through puberty has exploded their brain into cosmic proportions, mm-hmm. and they, of course, are egged on into that by the uh, the faculties, which gets me into a story that really got me this morning. I drove down. When I was coming in this morning, I go by Ryder College, yeah. 
for which I always had had you know a great deal of respect. I know a lot of people who went there and got themselves a very good education. Uh, but this morning I flipped them off as I went by. Mm, I can understand and, why. Yeah, and you I understand know what, why. I, know what See, talk I had about, taken yeah. enormous pride in the fact that our New Jersey schools had not sunk into this idiocy, this absolute political asininity that's going on on college campuses. And all of a sudden I find out that they did. But what the, the problem is, it's not just the kids, it's the, the administrations and the faculty. Mm. Uh, and the Ryder College. I love the headline here, and the headline was, Ryder, this was on NJ1015.com News, a respected news organization, certainly, or certainly respected by me. The headline, quote, Ryder says no to Chuck Filet over perceived company belief. A perceived belief of the (laughs) owners of the company it's perceived, but they don't even say they didn't do anything. Right. Just because they're closed on Sundays. Yeah, because we have... have a sneaking suspicion that you don't believe what we do. And we are right. Mm. How could you not? Right. And this is what happened. Uh, the, uh, they have these outlets now on college campuses and I guess other large venues. Right. Where they, where of they, these chain they franchise orders. out. Yeah. And they, the, the, they franchise it. And food, uh, food uh, Chick-fil-A yeah. is one of the more... Oh, one yeah. of the favorites. Kids, kids love the Chick Fil A. It's, it's big with the younger generation. Sure, but what love we now they they had a survey last year asking what restaurant franchise they like to see on the campus, and Chick Fil A just was way ahead of everybody else. This is what the kids wanted, but Chick Fil A was removed as one of the options based on the company's record perceived to be in opposition to the LGBTQ minus X square over white pie. R square, E M, <laughs> E equals M C square, whatever it I'm getting, is. I'm getting a headache just listening to it. Uh, they perceived to be in opposition to their agenda. It didn't say in opposition. It didn't say they weren't going to sell chicken to anybody who belonged to those groups. Right. In fact, they encourage it. Do you know that Chick-fil-A, they, they have, as you have suggested, they have a policy of closing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the suspicion here is that this might be a something, there might be some Christian involvement in this organization and we can't have that so So that's what it's all about but now and this is supposed to be in opposition to the agenda of the initial the the festive community or whatever uh and and that they did not close their restaurants in orlando florida on a sunday in fact they opened up and they served first responders and people donating blood are you Served them free after, after that nightclub, which was essentially a, a, a gay supposed nightclub. to be a homosexual yeah. right. uh, meeting place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a meeting place for people of that that, that disposition. Uh, Pulse, the Pulse nightclub, the Pulse nightclub. You got it. Yeah. Now they did open a location at Stockton University in in uh, in New Jersey. The student senate voted fourteen to ten in twenty fourteen to ask the chain to leave. <laughs> well, there's respect. Now, they think, suppose that Chick-fil-A, there's no employee in Stockton or anywhere around here in which you're going to find the owners of the corporation working the counter. So it's not as if some employee, Christian, if you go in to buy a chicken sandwich, they're not going to grab you by the collar, drag you into the back room to a baptismal font. And interrogate you. And and, and, and baptize you. Right. I mean, this is what apparently the fear is. So, uh, again... So now, the, it turns out that uh, the the one in Stockton is still open. Yeah, 
Uh, and they, they may be out there, you know, making uh, signs. Uh, so Ryder, uh, 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 Ryder has a Starbucks now because Starbucks is known to be very liberal. Uh, and certainly they have. You see, these these people aren't. I would bet the people running Starbucks are no more liberal ideologically than the ones who are running Chick-fil-A. But it's a marketing thing. Yeah. You play for the audience. Have, have you have you uh, eaten a Chick-fil-A much? No. I'll, I'll tell you, I just love it. Um, the, the, the customer service there yeah, is yeah. fabulous. There must be something in the training program because mm-hmm. they've got a certain way of uh, interacting with the customers. Um, I've never had a bad experience there. Well, you, the food and the food is fabulous. Everybody man. says that. You People really, love you really, Chick-fil-A. you really owe it yeah. to yourself to stop. Well, by. The, the reason I don't is that, and I uh, became a pretty much a vegan for a long period of time, and uh, totally. It has nothing to do with Chick Fil A. I'm sure there's some good ones, but I gave up the fast food. Oh, okay. And don't ask me why, but you get into a habit of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally <laughs> and, and get that. And you know, that. they're, well, so uh, I haven't, but I will. Yeah. And I, you see, again, this could be an extremely clever marketing ploy on the half of Chick-fil-A. When this becomes publicized, you remember a few years ago, they were urging a boycott, national boycott of Chick-fil-A because of this very same thing. The suspicion that the owners and the founders, I think the uh, the original founder passed away, but the people running it, uh, were Christians. Mm. And so there was a big effort and had Christian values. I guess that's more important. They had Christian values, which these people perceive to be antithetical to their values. Whether they are or not, I do not know. I've not seen anybody persecuting anybody uh, because of that. I mean, there, there's no Christian uh, inquisition going on. The workers really enjoy being yeah. there. I mean, it's, it's a real team We had effort. somebody who left here. I haven't talked to him, but who was on the air here one time, who left to go, didn't leave here. He'd worked at other radio stations to become a manager at Chick-fil-A. Hmm. And, 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 but the, uh, uh, the thing that may be a, a marketing ploy, because after they did that, maybe six, seven, eight years ago, business boomed. Once the public found out that they were trying to close down Chick-fil-A over this ideological asininity, then people just went in there in droves. <laughs> and it's the only, one of the few times people have actually pushed back. But you see, the reason you can push back, you do it publicly, by yourself, in social media or in any kind of public appearance, your career could be over because they will harass you unmercifully and intimidate right. you. But now you can sneak into Chick-fil-A yeah. or go through the drive-thru. You put on Groucho glasses <laughs> and a nose, and you go through Chick-fil-A. My son, my son Brendan, uh, every week, I think on Tuesdays, he normally calls me up on my way home. He goes, hey, did you pass Flemington yet? And that's where the Chick-fil-A is. Uh, that's our code. I said, yeah. uh, I just passed. He goes, oh, darn, I missed well, you. My sons did the same thing. They, they love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, But uh, again, the... Uh, one of the accusations against Chick-fil-A, I'm quoting this now from uh, the coverage at NJ1015.com, which to me is about as impartial as you get. Uh, no ideologues here. And on our website, uh, any program that is or any piece that is opinion is clearly marked opinion. opinion. Yes. So like this one is, of course. But one of the accusations was that the late S. Truett Cathy, the founder Holds strong Christian-based beliefs. What's wrong with that? That that condemns him right there to them. Hmm. Uh, 
Here's another. There was a statement by the uh, the president uh, and the what uh, vice president of student affairs of Ryder College. And they say, and here's a quote from their release. This is the administration. Chick-fil-A was removed as one of the options based on the company's record widely perceived to be in opposition to the LQB, LSMFT, what have you, agenda. Now, they say that they have asked Riders Center for Diversity and Inclusion to organize a campus forum so that the voices of students, faculty, staff, and others can continue to be heard. What that means is I that <laughs> they're going to kick up the, uh, the level mm. of, of this protest. But again, the Center for Diversity, and I'll tell you a story. I was not there. I've never been. I've only been on their campus one time. The station had a function there, and we were very well received and nice people. But we had a person who came to work here who was a student at Ryder College in the communication school, and he was very, very good, and he had worked his way up eventually to positions of responsibility. But he would, he would tell me, he told me, he said it was the laugh. They had this Center for Diversity, the Diversity Center, in which white students were not allowed. <laughs> now, I, I don't say I do not think, looking back, that this was probably not a rider policy. Right. But this was they had one student who was a wannabe Al Sharpton at the time, who had pretty well taken it over. This is according to the report I got from the student. And you were, if you were a white student, went into the diversity center, a multicultural center, I think they called it at the time then it was made very clear to you that you were not welcome. Yeah. And so people just didn't go. Uh, I think the person who was actually doing that, as I said, the wannabe uh, race hustler, uh, ended up, I think he was from Trenton, who went in Trenton after school and tried to get involved in some stuff that fizzled and don't know whatever happened to him. But that's the kind of a thing. The, uh, oh, there's one, one more thing. Oh, oh, another part of the statement from the faculty. I know I'm going on about this, but That's it really fine. burned me up because it's so damn representative and stupid. And it's and you know it's not cheap to go to Ryder. How many kids are on the campus in Ryder? A lot of thousands yeah. of kids. Mm-hmm. What do you got? A handful here of of, of these whiners, mm-hmm. uh, the little snowflakes. Yeah, right. the hothouse flowers, trying hothouse to, orchids. Trying to will. set the policy for everybody, and they do set it because the administration goes along with it. Here from the president. We understand that some may view this decision of banning Chick-fil-A as being another form of exclusion, which is a terrible word because everything is inclusion. We want to be clear this was not in the spirit. That was not the spirit in which the decision was made. We fully acknowledge the organ and organization's right to hold these beliefs. What beliefs? It just said you were suspicious that they had beliefs. <laughs> they're, sell- they're selling chicken, which is very good. Uh, they're selling chicken. Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody probably started the thing that these chickens were, were very uh, uh, were bad for you because they had this thing at the plant, and they had like a big, uh, you know, like a sheep dip thing, except there was baptismal water in there, and all the chickens were they're dragged. All Christian the chickens, chickens were all converted. <laughs> they were Christian chickens. <laughs> oh, my God. When does it end? It doesn't end. I got a couple more. Not not at Ryder. But I had to get that out of my system. Shame on you, Ryder College. Mm-hmm. And the people who are running it, believe these people, I once, well, I won't, no, I won't say that. I was about to, <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't know the, the, the faculty at Ryder College, 
But oh, it's Ryder University. Ryder, you, oh, it's yeah, a university. Yeah, no, do we college. have any colleges left in America now? They're Everything's all universities. turned into a college. Yeah, university. because high schools don't—they'll have to become colleges now. Yeah, because they have to kick everything up for prestige. What, right. What's beyond university? Uh, I'm sure they'll come up with one. Yeah, probably just yeah. to raise the raise the tuition, make you feel like you're going to a better institution. Well, anyway, I tell you what, I, I will bite my tongue on what I was <laughs> get about some to cold say. water. Let's take a break. I'm going to go down the hall and I'm going to pour cold water on myself, uh-huh. and I'm going to give uh, Mighty Man for the Wonder Dog, who came in with me today. Oh yeah, that's I'll right. give him a snack, and we shall return after going from the Asinine to the. Very, very worthwhile. Let's hear from about Rob Dukansky. Hi, I'm Jim Gerhardt. Again, I'd like to tell you something about Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Now, Rob guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline that you agree to or he will buy it. And there's no risk to you because he'll let you out of that contract anytime. Now, just imagine this. The stress of going through a wedding, moving to a new house, having a whole change of life, still not being able to sell the house, then deal with two mortgages at the same time. That's what a lady named Marina of North Plainfield was going through. Just married, just moved. Her old house was on the market six months with another agent. No activity. So, what do you do? Well, you talk to Rob Dukansky. Rob sat down with Marina, came up with a marketing plan, matched the home with his database of buyers, and bam, over 100 showings. So call the official real estate agent of 101.5, and the only agent I would think of calling if I needed to sell my home, Rob Dukansky, 855-350-1015, 855-350-1015, or online at robsellsnj.com. Talk to Rob and start packing. Let's hear it for higher education in America. (laughs) I got a couple more. Now, I I don't know the details of this, but again, it's in keeping with what's happening. And I did see the story. Maybe, Bob, you saw it, too. This was in Washington, D.C., I believe, at a Catholic uh, school. I'm not sure whether it was the Catholic University, but it was apparently a large parochial-type university, somewhere in that area. The dean resigned because the school had come down on him and excoriated him for an email posting that he made back during the uh, Kavanaugh hearings, the Supreme Court nominee hearings, which was simply, obviously, now we all know, was just a witch hunt. It was hyped up by the Democrats to do anything to try to to, to destroy the character of apparently a good man. Now, all the people who are accusing him are sort of recanting or backing down or wheeling out of it. He made a very, uh, what I thought, he thought was private. He was doing this to some colleague, which you can't do nowadays. Anything you do is going to come back to bite you. If, anybody, if, if you get into a position, anybody wants to bite you. They can get you, so just so careful. He had brought up something in the Kavanaugh hearing that I thought was very interesting. I'd never heard the accuser, the woman who had accused him of some sexual molestation back in high school, was three years older than he is. That's according to this 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 mm-hmm. information. His question was, this doesn't make any sense. Since when did high school senior girls start hanging out with freshman boys? <laughs> and then he went on from that. Yeah, because... And he questioned some other things involved in that, that it didn't really make any sense from some logistical reasons why that was highly unlikely uh but then all hell broke loose because he had not supported the politically correct view that anything that supports the progressive cause is true lyndon johnson once said i think i've used this before truth to a politician is not the same as it is to you and me something verifiable observable and everything and provable 
Truth to a politician is anything that agen- uh, advances his agenda. That's truth. And these people have taken up the same thing, the progressives. But then he got so unmercifully harassed by the school, the school came out and apologized publicly for his terrible behavior. And all he'd done was bring up what could be very well a fact. Or if it's not a fact, somebody could say, oh, that's not true. The old political Gestapo, The Jim. political Gestapo. They're out there marching. Okay. Uh, moving along. Oh, no, no, no. I've got one more. Uh, now, where this comes from, God knows. I believe this may have been uh, a smaller school. I think this also had some parochial connections. But they sent out a memo to the uh, staff saying, do not use the words do or don't, and do not anymore use capital letters, because these words and capital letters may frighten some of the more sensitive students. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh, one more one. <laughs> Let's hear it for Let's him. Let's hear it. <laughs> Public education. Oh, I woke Manfred up. Sorry about that, Manfred. <laughs> oh, Ma- yeah, Manfred's here Man- today. I wish I could show you Manfred, but I can't. Manfred is, oh, is such a good boy. Yeah. Came over to see, came over to protect me. <laughs> Manfred is a Doberman pincher, and he is four months and a week old. He weighs 62 and a half pounds. <laughs> and I brought him in. And he's your and, your, and he's your 62 and a half pound lap dog. Lap right? dog, but I can't get him up here now. I'm just not in the mood to lift 62 yeah. pounds up in my lap. Yeah. But he's a beautiful red uh, Dobie. And uh, Dennis and Judy just had you on the air a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, we got pictures. We I think it's going to be on the, oh, on the website be on because uh, Dennis, Dennis had somebody take a picture yes. of us and, and Judy. Yeah. So uh, he was just on the air, his first time on the air. Right. I've got a picture I'd love to show. Eric Scott, the very dignified voice of the news, a man of gravitas and enormous talent. I have a picture of him doing the news one time with Blitz who was my Rottweiler puppy, on his lap. <laughs> and he's sitting there hugging the dog yeah. and, and doing the news. Yeah, so Blitz, unfortunately, good. passed away, uh, and very young, five years old. Yeah, For some reason, dog. he got seizures, and nobody could figure out why. And eventually it got so bad, he just yeah. expired one day on the kitchen floor in a seizure. Mm-hmm. So anyway. But Manfred's a beautiful dog. Manfred is, he's got reasons for the name. When I first found out that in that litter, that we had, there was uh, there were three reds and five black Dobermans, which you'd normally see the black ones, like the movie The Doberman Gang and the like. Uh, but the red ones are beautiful. They're sort of coffee-colored, I guess. Uh, but, uh, well, you can see oh, he's, he's, beautiful he's, color. He's reddish, yes. But uh, Manfred, uh, I first heard about that, and one was a male. One of the reds was a male. And the first thing I thought of was the Red Baron, the German dog. His ancestry is European. His father is actually Bosnian. But also, in the 60s, there was a cartoon called Tom Terrific and Mighty Manfred the Wonder Dog. Okay. (laughs) And I was was emailing Ann Gress, our very fine program director, yesterday to say, okay, you know, I want to bring the dog. And is that okay with you? Do you think it'll be okay? And, of course, it was great. Everybody was most gracious because I want to get him socialized around people. Right. And I said, uh, I, she said, what is his name? And I, I would, we were texting, uh, or email, sorry, and I said, Manfred. And she says, oh, after the Lord Byron poem. <laughs> and I was so impressed. I'd never <laughs> thought of that, but it is Lord Byron. Mm. You know, of uh, Child Harold fame and the like. He did have a piece called Manfred. 
And so I was very impressed with Anne. And then I told her that. I can't. You're very literate. You're way ahead of me. And she says, no, no, no. I was thinking of Manfred Mann <laughs> and the, what, the band. And the Earth Band. The Earth Band. But anyway, that is Mighty Manfred That's the good. Wonder Dog. Yeah. And he's a beautiful dog, except, you know, the Dobermans have such a bad, uh, well, not reputation, but people think of them. There was a movie made one time about a Doberman or Dobermans, and I think it was James Garner, one of his first movies. And uh, it was called They Only Kill Their Masters. Oh, okay. That was the reputation Dobermans had. And the Doberman gang, the movies, remember those yeah. from the 70s right. or the 80s, whenever they were. But the Dobermans have a very scary, people just look at them and they're frightened. Hmm. And actually they can do that if they see one snarl. Yeah. <laughs> so so if, if Manfred met Governor Murphy, what do you think the rea- reaction would be? You think he'd... Uh... I, I, it depends. See, if if... I have to qualify this. If Governor Murphy met Manfred today, Manfred would sit there and kind of shake and quiver, because this is one reason I'm trying to socialize him. In in a little bit of fear, nothing bad, but he'd be very leery. Give me a year or so Mm -hmm. and turn it around, then Governor Murphy meeting Manfred would be the one... Very good. Who would pooping peach seeds, as <laughs> right. we used to say in my native village, yeah. in fear. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, Manfred's with me today. Yeah, and good. you can see his picture online. He's a beautiful dog. I love mm-hmm. Manfred. Yeah. And someday he will be my protector. And he's going to grow to be how big? Well, he's, he's over 100 pounds? 62 pounds now at, at four months. Yeah. So it'll be over 100, about 100 pounds. That's, mm-hmm. that's not too much for him. You see... If if uh, I should I go on with this because uh, you know I'm not sure oh, Doberman it's... culture but uh, the Doberman pincher there's two strands of them the American because of this reputation they have been bred over a period of years to be, have good dispositions and to breed out the aggressive genes in Europe in some other countries you cannot breed them unless you can prove with a test that he does have the aggressive gene because they're bred largely for security with police, military, uh, guarding businesses and the like, which they're still famous for here. Look, it's the classic junkyard dog in this country. But the ones now are, are very good dispositions, and, and Manfred's mother was of that strain. His father was from Bosnia. He was a three-time European champion in, in dog shows. He's a big dog, and he does have the aggressive gene. He would have to... to you know, qualify. So this is one reason I'm uh, but interested. But I, I learned so- something today. It's like you know, if they're not socialized, they become aggressive. Well, this, of course, is why dogs do become aggressive out of fear. They rarely are just out of the clear blue saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go beat somebody up. Mm. But they are responding to what they perceive to be a threat. Right. And often one of the things, and we had a we had a, a an association with a with a famous case of that Taro the death row dog in New Jersey a few years ago, and uh, all it turned out that Taro had not bitten a child. It turned out ultimately that the child had crawled up while, as a toddler while yeah, Taro remember, was I remember eating. That yes, and and the child reached into the bowl to get a handful of dog right. food, and the dog, with some kind of whether it was food aggression or what the instinct yeah. was to nip the child, so. So there we go. I, I don't want to go any further into academia. But I think Ryder disappointed me so much because I, we've not seen that in New Jersey. The only thing was at Stockton again. Once somebody came up with the idea they should tear down Richard Stockton's statue. Right. I have no idea why. 
but again, uh, what they were. The oh, speaking of that, the regulations. I, I had a, they had a very good story on the website here. Proposed regulations, and there are lots of them that are interesting. Banning uh, styrofoam. Yeah. And uh, drinking straws. Have, have you tried those new paper drinking straws? You know, why they're do ridi- people use they're their... ridiculous. I know, but it's just crazy. You know what the perfect drinking straw is? It's pasta. Mm. I mean, you can get it uh, with the hollow, the uh, oh, hollowed out. Well, yeah. I mean, there there are. Uh, I don't know all the names yeah. of them, mm-hmm. but if nothing else, you could make it because they're certainly. Uh, but but make make sure if you're using those paper straws, you use them within like a couple of minutes because they get real soft. And it's like <laughs> I haven't they're, seen they're, one. They fall apart. They're ridiculous. <laughs> who who's the clown that thought of that? I I don't know. There is uh, one. And this is not a regulation. This is a bill that's introduced in the legislature. Manfred, I hope you're wandering around. You're not looking for a place to uh, hopefully doesn't <laughs> hopefully not perform a scatological function. Go lie down, please, please, Manfred, please. Uh, cross your legs. Just, I'll be through in a minute. It'll be over in a few we'll be, seconds. We'll be over in a few minutes. But there is a leg- a piece of legislation that would require high schools teach a revisionist history course, mandatory for every student. This would be written. There's no such course now, but the, the, the legislature would have to have special source material for teaching this course, which would be revisionist of history, in which obviously you know what's going to happen. The accomplishments of uh, any what, of European uh, origin in this country would be either wiped out or, or they certainly would be denigrated. And then you would elevate other things. The legend, this is all part and parcel of the old thing of destroying all the statues right. of anybody that you don't like. Mm. Gee, I wonder, but, but that would be mandatory. So keep your eye on that one. And God knows what's going to be in there because it's going to be so revisionist. When I saw that, I thought of Paul Mulshine, the great writer for the star ledger. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, he spent a couple of days at, uh, what is it, William Patterson College in, in Wayne, up in North Patterson, Jersey? Yeah. And yeah. Another university now. Oh, it's, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a right. university. Everything's a university. Anyway, he spent some time there, and he was just uh, astounded by the faculty and their views and what they were teaching yeah. in, in regard to history. It was totally revisionist. Right. And, uh, well, hey, hey, Manfred. No, not on my leg, Manfred. <laughs> Not and yet, you, not yet. You, You're only you, four months old. Yeah, and you, and you think about how much the tuition is at, at yeah. these universities. Mm-hmm. Ryder, mm-hmm. going back to Ryder, yeah. I, I I think it's about forty a year. I I, that, I don't I, I know in some I, schools I, that know, obviously uh, most of the uh, yeah. the state colleges like Montclair, William yeah. Patterson, they're in, they're and, in the twenty five to thirty range if you live there. I, I don't know but, that, that Ryder, Ryder is, is Ryder is, is not in there with some of your California and your West Coast yeah. uh, institutions. But still, but it's coming. I mean, uh, how would you feel? If you paying forty thousand dollars a year, and your kids getting and your kids indoctr- only getting indoctrinated, he's not learning a damn right. thing. He's getting indoctrinated into some white crackpot political theory. Anyway, back to uh, Paul Moshine's yeah. column, and I don't have it, but but he came up with all of these things that were being taught. They were similar to the things we we're talking about, and he said he came out of there with the conclusion that the purpose of an education at that was, was simply to teach kids to vote Democratic. <laughs> Which, of course, is behind all the immigration stuff, too, the, the politics, mm. that the whole reason that there, all of these so-called immigrants who are massed below the border, 
uh, one side, people see them as a threat. Other people see them as an economic uh, impossibility or threat. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the apparently the Democrats see them as votes. Yeah. Republicans would if they could, but they weren't smart enough to get that reputation. So that's the whole thing. You want to let in votes. You want open borders because everybody who comes in is going to vote Democratic. Right. Or let's say they voted Republican. It doesn't matter, but it would, it would uh, pretty much extinguish by sheer numbers an opposition party. And the progressives want this because what they're after is a complete dictatorship anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, uh, totalitarian welfare state, right. I guess, lack of something else. So, hey, before, you, before we quit here, yeah. um, what, do you, what do you think of the, uh, the border situation? Well, that's what we were well, right, just... Right, right, that's what I mean, but... I, uh, I don't know what to think of it. Um, obviously, something has gotten way out of hand. And I would have to think that if you want to assess blame for this terrible situation, it is Republican and Democrat, mm. because I think they both at one time. Actually, the borders were pretty much open during the Bush administration. And the Republicans were dumb enough to think, oh, oh we're going to get all these Republican yeah. voters because they're going to be so grateful we let them in. No, no. First thing they do, they get collared by the local Democrat establishment. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings. I was kind of I was kind of disappointed, uh, actually appalled at that uh, politician from Queens, uh, the newly elected congresswoman, uh, Octavia oh, yeah, Cortez. Her two names. She is equating the yeah. fleeing the Jews fleeing Germany before uh, the Holocaust, before the Holocaust well, to the caravan trying to come across. Well, that's that's total damn ignorance on her part. Maybe she is a typically educated young person in America today. Who doesn't know the difference? Ask people, kids, young people about the Holocaust. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. They have no, uh, no idea. They the, had, the uh, again, they did a survey, and very, very few had any idea what World War One was, that there was a World War One. So I'm, I'm really not surprised at that. Uh, I, I See, one reason I have mixed feelings is that uh, I can see cognitively that this is a very bad situation, a dangerous situation. Coming in with that group, whether you like it or not, are going to be a lot of people are going to do a lot of bad things. Got some we see that every there, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you weed them out, I do not know. But I have had so much contact with the immigrants, the good people, uh, and I have seen their work ethic, and I'm amazed by it. I just had my uh, fall cleanup, my mm-hmm. yard. These were a couple of guys, they could not have been nicer. I would love for them to actually have been a member of my family. One right. of them didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. They were so recent. Right. And the other one was a little difficult, but they were fine people. And so, I, God, I'd rather have you here than I could name hands full of people I'd rather see, send them to Guatemala and leave you here. That's right. Trade uh, and I have great admiration for these people. Yeah. I had, uh, for example, I had a large crew at my house for a while. They were putting French drains in my cellar to stop you know, leaks. And these were great people. There was one, the, the foreman had his father who had just come up. Now, I don't know if they're legal or not. I don't check their cards. But this was a, this was a, a, a very good group of people. So uh, <laughs> whose side do I, yeah. do I get on? Now, if you could somehow filter this, but you can't. Yeah. And God knows who's coming in. Uh, the president is in a bind because that was his number one platform when he was running for the presidency. And that's what got him a lot of votes, what he was going to seal up the borders. But, of course, you have an obstructionist Congress. You don't get too far with that, like everything else. I don't know. I, uh, fortunately, 
there's no way that you could not despise the fact that there are criminals coming in here to escape prosecution, to cause trouble, to drug people involved in drug. Or there's no reason why you would not feel enormous compassion for the lady with the child and the families. Right. How do you weed them out? I don't know. I don't know. It's a difficult uh, question to answer. Well, you could leave them in Tijuana, but that's not going to work. So it's a a big, big mess. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole world's a big, big mess. Uh, And 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 before Manfred makes a big, big mess. See, see, I'm talking fast now because I have a feeling. (laughs) He's been looking at us like, uh, can we get Manfred's doing the pee-pee dance over here. (laughs) So have yourself a great week. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Still cooking, and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.